Can want the song. Listening to So Much Pingle, the podcast about herpetology, field herping, and anything and everything about amphibians and reptiles. Join us each week as Mike and his guests explore the amazing world of herps across our planet. And now, bringing a half century of experience and perspective to the microphone, here's your host, Mike Pingleton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. And here we go with episode 80, and I hope you all remain safe and healthy out there. Now, before we get to this week's episode, I have some show business to attend to. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Claire Pedersen, who only found out about the show recently, but she's been working her way through the episodes in chronological order, and I think she's more than halfway through, so I expect it won't be long before she hears this. And I also want to give a shout out to Charlotte Pedersen as well. She's Claire's younger sister, and both of them are just nuts about herbs and other kinds of wildlife. And uh, it was good to see both of you last week. I also want to give a shout out to Ian Kanda. Now, Ian is one of the show's patrons, and he recently made another one-time donation to help the show. Thank you so much, Ian. And I think Ian is just about caught up with the show as well. And as always, I want to thank all of the show's patrons who helped to keep the show moving forward. It does take time and treasure to operate an entertainment channel, and I'm grateful for everyone's support. And if you're out there listening and you would like to kick in a few bucks to help out, it's really easy to do, and you, I'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. Next up, I've got a short little promo from the Orian Society and the Snake Talk podcast, uh, which features Orian's Long Live Turtles campaign that runs from now until World Turtle Day on May 23rd. So have a listen, and then we'll talk some more on the other side. This is Dr. Chris Jenkins, CEO of the Orian Society and host of the Snake Talk podcast. We are pleased to announce the launch of our new Hudson Berkshire Turtle Conservation Program. Turtles are one of the most endangered groups of animals on the planet. And the Orian Society aims to reverse this trend by working to conserve Blandings, bog, spotted, and wood turtles in one of the most critical regions in North America. The Hudson Berkshire region of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts is the only place in the world where all four of these turtles occur, and their populations and habitats are declining. A generous donor is helping us launch the Hudson Berkshire Turtle Conservation Program by matching the funds we raise during our Long Live the Turtles campaign. If you care about turtles or restoring wildlife habitat, please consider supporting our efforts by donating today and having your conservation investment doubled. The campaign runs until World Turtle Day on May 23rd. Learn more about our program and how you can get involved at www.orian.org. 
All right. Thank you, Chris Jenkins. Uh, Chris does a great job with the Snake Talk podcast. And if you've listened to this show, you know I'm a supporter of Orian and their conservation effort. And just to throw out a little challenge, I made a donation to the Hudson Berkshire Turtle Conservation Program mentioned in the promo, and I hope you can too. Now let's get to this week's episode, which I recorded in the field a year ago. Why so long, you ask? Uh, It has nothing to do with the guest or the subject matter and everything to do with some technical challenges. Uh, The field recordings making up the episode required a lot of extra audio engineering, and I'll spare you the details, but... I plugged away at it over the summer, and then I sat on the shelf unfinished while I went back to work for four months last fall, and then I picked it up again a few weeks ago after I was done running around a few foreign countries. Uh, So here we are. So it's no big secret that I love hanging out in the field with biologists and ecologists and pretty much any kind of ologist, and I have been very fortunate enough to assist with a number of survey projects over the years. And last April, I drove to North Carolina to help Josh Holbrook and his students with some wetland surveys which consisted of wading into freshwater ponds to set traps and then returning to survey their contents. Great fun. I had a great time, as you might expect, and then we recorded this episode after dinner around a campfire. So stories around a campfire doesn't get any better than that. And some of Josh's students were just getting their feet wet, so to speak, and I enjoyed hearing their perspectives on their first forays into field work. (laughs) Maybe he should say action or something just to shut them up. Okay. I'm just not going to speak. Okay. Uh, Here we go with Biology Campfire Tales, Act 1, Scene 1. Go. You're the host. (laughs) (laughs) You were taking over the host. No, no. Don't let out any gossip. Anyway. Hi out there, folks. Uh, once again, I'm coming to you from uh, a, a, a remote location, and once again, sitting around a campfire in coastal North Carolina, and uh, it's dark. It's uh, We've just had a big spaghetti dinner here, and I'm sitting around the fire with a bunch of environmental sciences, study, environmental sciences students under the tutelage of Professor Josh Holbrook, who is sitting at Radio Right. Evening, Josh. Howdy, Mike. How are you doing? Point your mic like that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like you're eating a popsicle. Okay. Or as they say in Greece, a popsicles. Is this good? Yeah, there's too close, okay. so back it up a little okay, bit. Okay, sorry. There you go. Sorry. Perfect. It's only my second time. All right. Well, uh, well, welcome to the show, Josh. Hey, Mike, have thanks for on. having me. I All appreciate right. it. Very good. So we're going to kind of go around the fire a little bit and just uh, talk to people and, and find out. I want to find out why... All of you are are doing this, and why? What's what does it mean to you? And and uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, just a little background: we spent the day waiting around ponds doing um, biological surveys, uh, surveys for amphibians and uh, fishes. What what will we call wetlands ecology surveys? Is that yeah yeah? Fair? We're we're doing uh, community inventory. Community inventory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this time the community happens to be uh, Pinelands ponds. Yeah, yeah. So these are isolated wetlands that, uh, you know, uh, if you know anything about freshwater ecology, isolated wetlands can mean a lot I know of different nothing. things. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so an isolated wetland just means a wetland that has uh, no overland connection to another wetland, but that is a, like most things with nomenclature and taxonomy and all that, that can be a very uh, dicey term because isolated isn't always isolated there's flooding and there's all sorts of things that can happen but for right now they're isolated and we are looking at uh 
the herps are the fun one, of course, but we're also looking at uh, macroinvertebrates, which are just big insects and bugs and stuff that are in there, as well as fish. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a, uh, some fun times here. I've been waiting around in, in these ponds with uh, the group here and shouting out the things that are in each individual trap and taking a bunch of interesting data and data on the, the water conditions like the... Uh, the pH of the water and dissolved oxygen and things like that. And that's been kind of fun. So just been taking data. And so, uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is, um, we're going to, we have a hot seat over here on radio left and we're going to put, uh, one student at a time in the hot seat and then, uh, get, get their views on things. So I'm going to let you introduce the students just. So what, do, who do we have sitting in the hot seat currently? Yeah. And I just want to say that this will be part of their final exam for the class. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're actually, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lie. I'd like to clarify that, uh, most of these, uh, most of these, uh, you know, kids, young adults are here, uh, um, getting abused in the marsh by, uh, by, low pH uh, water and all that uh, just for fun. So um, I thought they were just cheap labor for you. Well, yeah, that's it's that's that's one thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. If you want to be transparent about it, Mike, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, I don't like any of them. But uh, so. All, all right. right. So, well, uh, you've been listening to the So Much Pingle podcast. Yeah. Good night, folks. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so first up, we have uh, John Strange here. That is his real name. Although uh, at various times, I I pick synonyms of Strange to call him. So I'll call him odd or weird or whatever. But uh, his yeah, his his name is. I can't John. believe his real name is John. Yeah, his real name is John. He has before. Okay, because everybody out there listening, I know that it's 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 on their minds. He does plan to get a doctorate at some point. Not um, entirely true, but oh, okay. Well, for you, the memes, perhaps you've you've, <laughs> you've lied yeah. to me. Well, you know, we should all get him a cat, <laughs> so he can have a cat. You know, you know, like in the movies. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Doctor Strange yes, has a cat on his lap that he. You know, pets and... Yeah. 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 Anyway, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Uh, It's good to meet you and get to know you a little bit and hang around uh, and get wet ankles with you. (laughs) It's been Um, awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I'm really... Tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you your first year student, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, freshman here and grew up pretty near to the school. Um, I don't know if we mentioned uh, Montreat. Um. So pretty near to the school in a very similar ecosystem to it. Um, yeah, I guess I forgot that detail. You all are at, at Montre College in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of a foothills school uh, up on the west side of the state. And um, so I grew up in a house tucked away in the woods. So I grew up around nature all the time and loved being out in it a lot more than I loved doing my schoolwork. So I figured I'd go to do my schoolwork by being out in it, kind oh, of. Okay. Um, yeah. And so what about the field work aspect of this? I mean, we it's been, uh, some days it's hot, some days it's raining. Um, all days your feet are wet and you're getting scratched by brambles and things like that. And as you wade into ponds and to collect the data uh, that that's necessary for this project. Yeah. And, um, you know, I grew up playing in that sort of environment or like, um, doing doing activities there D- did some field stuff uh, growing up as well cuz my grandfather was a forester so i had a little bit of knowledge about it um and honestly this trip is i would say it's been kind of affirming because it's been like i've 
it's probably the first trip that we've been on that has been almost completely just like real work that you do in the field instead of being more of a class or something um, where you're just almost a little bit more touristy in some ways. So this one's been like real work every day and it's been really fun. I've enjoyed every minute of it. So, so you're getting a taste of what a lot of biologists do every day. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I've loved it. So, And I should interject here that when he's talking about like our normal classes, we have uh we have this special kind of class uh, called called field studies classes, which are uh, a short, usually four, six days class where um, they're essentially a herping trip where we look for other stuff as well, usually. Um, but, you know, me me with the herpetology background, uh, a lot of it turns into that. So it's a very different feel than what we're doing out here. We're, we're actually doing data collection, what out, whatnot out here. But like, for instance, our last one, we had a five-day trip to Florida where we just did a whirlwind through the state to see as many creatures and habitats as possible. So that's the normal. That's more which, of a field which, trip, right? Which which is awesome, and I love it. But this mm-hmm. shows me, you know, sort of more, more what a day to day would be like, I guess, in okay. in in work through the major, possibly. So it, you know, you're always worried that you like made the wrong major decision, or you like everyone's like pressuring you to, you know, pick pick what your life aspect aspirations will be but i don't know i I feel like i've enjoyed this to a a great extent and can definitely see myself working and stuff like this for ever and enjoying my life that way well that's good to hear and you had said something earlier to me today about that along those lines i thought that was interesting here but but do you have a a a preference in terms of organisms i mean obviously this is sort of a herp and fish trip uh, in terms of what's and like you said macroinvertebrates too but uh, is it the herbs or is it anything in particular? Or is it just the biology in general that, that drives you? Um, honestly, growing up, it was always birds. Um, oh. I was really into birds, but don't, no, don't give me that look. <laughs> what look are you giving him? I'm just, you know, disappointment. He, he, li- <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes to hate on birds. Um, There'll uh, be no hating on birds in this show. I'm okay. just going to tell you. That's, that's fair. I, I respect some birds. So my <laughs> some birds <laughs> said the man who keeps chickens. <laughs> so oh, my concentration is um, in that right now, uh, but it, it's it's very loose, and I I'm enjoying all all the organisms, and I really just picked that because you have to pick something. Um, I just love being out in it and working in it and getting to interact with all all the organisms. Cool. I'm not as big a fan of fish. They're cool, but they're not as cool as herps and not as cool as birds and not as cool as mammals. I think they're like the least, but still cool. (laughs) Wow. These are the things that keep us up at night, ranking organisms (laughs) in terms of preference. And fish are the low. I've perhaps indoctrinated him a little bit. I've I've perhaps indoctrinated him a little bit too much because, uh, um, you know, we're we're always talking about wetlands work and and how uh, it, it... kind of wrecks the biodiversity of of uh of herps in a wetland to have fish there as we've seen with this right. field work here that you know the wetlands with the fish you know we have the, our fishiest wetland is the one that we've gotten like one uh, bullfrog in <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. that was a large bullfrog too mm. okay so you hope to go on and uh, finish your degree and then you don't know what's going to happen then you might yeah keep um, going to school or I'm thinking about uh, going back for a master's um, or I might just try to get a job uh, straight out of school. Uh, I'd like to do research if possible, but um, 
it, uh, I think working in the Forest Service would also be really cool or uh, like being a park ranger, just anything sort of that gets me. The hats are really sexy, man. <laughs> that is true. The entire uniform is is quite cool. Um, swag. The, 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 um, the, the wild, wild man swag. But All right. yeah, any of those jobs would be cool. Anything that gets me sort of outdoors as my work. Because people always talk about like getting a job so that you can spend time and money doing what you love. And I was like, I might as well just do a job that puts me where I love anyways. Fortunately, you like getting feet wet. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, thank you for talking to us. Of course. And uh, I think, well, it's time for somebody else to sit in the hot seat. So you're up, Sam. Come on, Sam. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll have MJ come on up next. <laughs> if I don't die first. I'm lifting a chick Amen, brother. I'm going to have to do so much editing on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> all right. Welcome, MJ. Hi. Oh, I, I should let Professor Holbrook. This this is MJ. I feel like, should are you all cool with my, me saying your last names? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Redacted. Fine. No, it's this is MJ. Planned. That's a pseudonym. <laughs> it's planned. I know you can't see, but she's actually in silhouette right now, so nobody knows her identity. Okay. <laughs> this is MJ Blanton. She's a freshman uh, environmental science major. It's great to be on the show, guys. What? Was I not holding it right? No, that's oh. her. That's her. her okay, that's voice. fair. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like you yeah, see, yeah, like yeah. on TV, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this MJ is great Blanton. Radio. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi. It's good to, to meet you and talk with you. And uh, you are also a first year ES student. Yeah. Environmental I'm, science I'm student. What's I call a first year sophomore. So oh. I, I like. So you're a tadpole this, with legs. Yeah, I'm a froglet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's this weird. I did like a bunch of dual credit in AP, so I am a first year in college, but also going to be going into my junior year next semester. So yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right, that's Fun impressive. Times. All Thanks. right, uh, and so uh, it it's been kind of fun to to hang out with you all and and get to know you and and talk in the car and things. But uh, why are you here? I mean, what's what's driving you? Oh man! I Big mean, picture, like no. <laughs> God, um, no. So I think that is kind of the question. So I, um, Montreat is in North Carolina, obviously, and I am from Arkansas and Texas. So that's kind of the question everyone asked me when I went to college: is just like, why are you here? <laughs> um, with varying levels of confusion and concern. Um, but I think that I. Growing up, I just always really loved being outside and in nature. And um, I went to a few ecology camps when I was like in middle school and high school Mm -hmm. and just really fell in love with getting to do field work there. Um, And for a long time, I was like, oh, I like science, so I have to be a doctor. Um, And then I realized that I freaking would hate being a doctor like so bad. Um, (laughs) Nothing against doctors. Just it's not for me. Uh, And. Well, so, well, not only that, but you have to like, you know, take fungus off toes and things like that. So. Yeah, I'd rather take <laughs> fungus out of the environment. Um, Speaking of fungus on toes, <laughs> what's your position on Professor Holbrook's toes? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. said you wouldn't ask any hard questions. Um, That's well, not a hard question. I, I go barefoot 
almost as much. No, definitely not almost as much. But I go barefoot a lot, and Holbert goes barefoot a lot. So I feel like if I were to criticize his toes, I would be like, you know, okay. a bit hypocritical. Um, he does have his his middle toe is like <laughs> there's something up with that one. I don't know what's going on. It's it's an arc. Um, like, <laughs> but I can't I, show I, you my middle toe, but keep talking. I'll show you my middle finger. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no but like i don't care about his feet i i'm barefoot just as much as he is almost okay. so like i i don't have an opinion you will find it that will be a good question for some other folks um if you I want i never really was barefoot when i was young i didn't go barefoot much really i grew up on a turkey farm oh yeah <laughs> i mean i grew up in arkansas so i know it's like totally the stereotype but for like six years of my life, I don't think I wore any shoes except Crocs and those very rarely. So. Wow. Well, it toughens um, your souls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, why are, what, what's your, <laughs> what is your interest in, in biology? Yeah. So I, I, like I was saying at some point I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just be a doctor. And then I was like, wait, I would hate being a doctor. Right. And I realized I was like, oh, I could do a, a job that I actually like. What a crazy concept. So I decided I didn't want to make any money and that I wanted to be an environmental scientist. Well, boy, um, you called that one right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, anyway, I was looking up. I knew I wanted to go to a Christian college for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And if you type environmental science in Christian college, there are like five in the nation. So that oh, narrowed okay. it down real quick for me. It was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I like... Um, Came in toward the school. I talked to Holbrook. I actually met Whitney, who um, you'll meet later, and also Carl, who is a chameleon. May he rest in peace. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And he was just Holbrook was really friendly, and I loved the program, and I got really excited about it. Carl, so it, I just want to point out too that y'all call him you just call him Holbrook, which is it's sort of a term of endearment, really. Yes, yeah, you, know, I, you don't mean I, any disrespect by it. That's just well, what everybody calls. Him. I think it's also so. Um, should I brag about you, Holbrook? I've, do what you want. <laughs> he has work like cited in Congress and lots of different um, accolades as far as herpetology go, but he's not technically a doctor yet. So we can't call him Dr. Holbrook. I would like but, to interject. That, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's actually, so that's what uh, they are helping. Um, that's that's what they're they're helping me on now is uh, I'm, I'm working on my... Uh, uh, PhD dissertation with Clemson University, so um, I'm in the the Barrett lab there. So sort of uh, running a, a, a somewhat full time job at Montreat and and doing Clemson dissertation work and taking classes and uh, so so they are helping me with that. And uh, you know when when you get to this point in academia, if you enlist your students to help you for free, they they that's considered like a actually a good thing. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and no, Holbrook is 100% a hundred percent a term of endearment. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> also, just like Joshua. Sounds, yeah. No, don't call sounds me that. odd <laughs> to I think most of us at this point. Um, yeah, so, Mr. Holbrook. I, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. exactly. It's just it's a good moniker. Yeah. Okay. So, um, looking looking forward. Uh, I mean, you're pretty early all in this, but you have the same goal with you want to uh, be a, an ecologist you want to work outside maybe yeah work on I, I mean education honestly or? it's pretty similar to what john was saying i i would love to work in the park service um i may get a master's down the line somewhere but honestly right now i'm very excited about getting into the workforce um as much as i can i think i'm so excited about so many things it's 
it would be difficult to pick a master's program to go into right now. Well, you have plenty of time for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, you know, the, uh, the idea that you can contribute mm-hmm. and maybe get paid and <laughs> be nice, wouldn't it? But to contribute and do, and do some real work and, and, uh, uh, have a, a job instead of uh, going to school. That might be nice for a change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and you like the we you like I said we're uh, sampling uh, uh, traps today, aquatic traps, and so there's yes, yes. a lot of that sorting through and identifying organisms. Uh, how do you how do you what's your take on all that? My take on identifying organisms. Yeah, I mean the whole process of you know waiting around and getting muddy and uh, pulling seed ticks off and. Um, well, that's just Whitney's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Han- handling, uh, you know, you know, you got to you gotta handle snakes that uh, come at you with both ends and, uh, you yeah. know, crayfish. and What snakes been coming at you from the rear end, Mike? <laughs> hey, well, they, yeah, they must you. Oh, sure yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. For, yeah. So you have to pick um, one, which is the, the end you'd prefer to face. Uh, anyway, so what, what's your take on, on, on that kind of work? Oh, I, I mean, I've definitely been loving it, too. I think, again, similar to what John is saying, um, like, it's so nice to finally be doing, like, the kind of work that I could see myself doing in the field and just love it. Like, every every single second, it's just been really fun. Um, obviously, I today fell into a rather deep hole all of a sudden. That was not the most enjoyable moment in the world, but I saw on, that. The whole, um, on the whole, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent on the MJ. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, uh, well, on in the... that case. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, whole, it wasn't really your graceful best, but at the same time, uh, yeah. you're probably having a good time. With yeah. It, but right? then like right after that, I got to hold the biggest bullfrog I've ever seen between my two hands. And he was a he chonk was and he was wonderful. Yeah. So I think there's like obvious stuff that seems almost miserable but i was kind of thinking about it on the drive back like you don't think about that later like your pants get soaked or it pours rain all night but then like you see a copperhead or a cotton mouth you remember the bullfrog and yeah exactly like that's what you're thinking about later is like all the herps that you got to see and yeah so can i follow up on that um so this is your your first time really doing this sort of mucking field or although i have to give you and and john accolades for uh these guys were both um, uh, my work studies starting pretty much right away their freshman year because I'd met both of them beforehand. And uh, my my I've got a couple of seniors graduating who will uh, hear from soon, but I need to start someone training because I have my work studies drive uh, other vehicles for me and whatnot with, uh, with some of our field trips. So they jumped right into it pretty much like their second month, I think they were. I, I, you know, gave them the keys to a rental RAV4 or, or something like that. And it was like, all right, we're going to the Sand Hills kids. We're taking my ecology class. And they it smelled uh, so badly of pot, Mike. Oh, my <laughs> and by the end, Wait, what? The car that we rented. <laughs> oh, what, no. OK, yes. Let me clarify the car we rented. This will probably get me. Yes, drugs are bad kids. Um, No, we had a car that we rented and it smelled so much like pot. And then we went fishing with all these traps so we're driving back in this car and it's just straight fish oil and weed and it was the worst (laughs) smell in the world but anyway sorry Uh, you know it's always always an experience doing field work like there's uh in fact that's what what i was going to ask you you know there's sort of i feel like every time uh you know i've done this for years and and so when i 
I know what I'm expecting to see. And sometimes I'm surprised, but but less so. And, and I like seeing you guys who are very new to it, having no idea and all of a sudden get thrown into it and just like, okay, this is a thing that's happening now. So, so how's that been? Like, what could you go back to a week ago before you were doing work in isolated wetlands, checking traps? Is it different than what you expected? And if so, how so? I'm, I'm interested in that. Were you expecting cottonmouths in Promar traps? I, I'll be honest. I think it's felt a lot more like Christmas than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, okay, so um, one of the work studies who you is- stand, a, spend Christmas standing around in cold water? <laughs> I mean, She's you don't know Arkansas. what my family's like. <laughs> I love my family, what, to what clarify. What happens in Texas stays uh, in Texas. Yeah. Okay. No, um, but one of the work studies- um, who is not with us currently because she went on one of these trips earlier in the year, I think kind of like described it to me very dismally. Um, Zoe, she was like talking about they went to Florida earlier this year and she was like, you're going to spend all day, every day in the pouring rain up to your waist in water. And I was and like, and you're not going to find stuff a lot of days and all these things. And like, I, I may be slightly over dramatizing that but um so i think i kind of had like i was a little bit afraid i was like i'm ready for this but also i'm gonna buy some extra pants see how this goes you know okay. like try not to die and then um i think that every day like after we've set the traps we got here and we just get to go out and like find things and there's still like in the last couple of days i think that i've probably picked up at least 30 traps that just are full of tadpoles or fish but every time it's still like oh yeah tadpoles and fish and like it's just it's really exciting so every time it's like just, unwrapping a present it every really time is you lift yeah a trap. it's like joy over and over again and it never gets old and then sometimes you find like an amphium or something and then it's like yeah it's double yeah present somehow it's really cool very good that's that's one of been been one of the cool things for me is we have gotten as as i heard someone say before the mike pingleton no less than three lifers this trip, I think. Yeah, it's been good for me so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm sure many lifers for everybody else here, too. I but... was very happy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> MJ, thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking so eloquently about your experiences. And uh, wish you the best in the future. And who is up next? Future Chick-fil-A manager Samuel <laughs> Jones! <laughs> Closed off the bat. All right. Such great advertising for the Montreal College Environmental Science Program. Hey, listen, there there are plans in the works, all right? Well, I think we can skip your introduction, Josh. No, I want to hear Holbrook talk about me. All right. This is uh this is Sam Jones, and I'm going to describe Sam with his own words. He's he's uh he's a very bright kid. He doesn't apply himself all the time, or or even most of the time. <laughs> He's not but, wrong, <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's is, he's is a um, he's he's fun to have around on field work because he's uh, got a good sense of humor, um, and uh, he's good for hauling traps and then uh, then hanging out on the edge of the wetlands browsing dating apps. So, oh, oh my <laughs> Sam, did you uh, did you want to put your uh, your Tinder profile uh, uh, name no, out there? Actually, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. For the no, herpsters listening. Let's not drag the show into this. <laughs> no, no. Um, Sam is a senior, though, and he is hopefully graduating this year. And <laughs> oh, I'm getting lit up. <laughs> I'm sure. Fire was right, well, I'm, well. <laughs> Sam, we're going we're gonna to give you your chance to defend yourself. I'm here. sure he'll give it back. But no, Sam, no, Sam is uh, 
Sam is uh, great to have along, and uh, I enjoy having him in the field. He's actually been on, um, this is now his second uh, trip with me this season, eight-day trip. Um, and so that that's really cool, having a couple people who have been there for everything. So him and Whitney both have. Um, and he's also going to Peru with us this summer. Um, oh, for your tropical ecology class. For my tropical ecology class. So um, couldn't be more excited about that one. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's um, you know, I Sam, I appreciate you because you keep things interesting, yet uh, don't usually create a lot of trouble for me. In that, <laughs> th- those two things <laughs> usually don't go together. Yeah, we don't need drama. <laughs> we'll see if uh, our friends over at Delta like the seat changes I made. But. <laughs> Well, Sam, tell us about yourself. You're a senior. Um, how did you get involved in all this this uh, environmental e- ecology and biology stuff? Okay, so I don't I don't know how common this story is for everybody, but um, I've I've actually been diagnosed with ADHD since second grade. Oh wow! So I am I am someone whose brain and actions are everywhere. Um, and when I when I actually came up to Montreat for a tour. I, um, I was a lacrosse prospect. So I was coming up with no idea what I wanted to do, no idea with what Montreat had to offer. And I, I, I remember walking in to this room with all these tables and Holbrook was just kind of standing there. I think it was his first year being there. So kind of looked out of place and I was like, well, I feel out of place. Let me go check this guy out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he handed me the pamphlets. I was looking at all the opportunities of things we had to do. Um, I saw the trips to the desert Southwest, one of which I've been on, um, and just all the, all the opportunities. And it was really the only major that caught my eye in, oh, that, wow. in that time. So, and, and I think a big part of that was all of the hands-on learning and all the, all the opportunities I had to just kind of not be behind a desk. Yeah. So that's, that's a big thing for me is not, not being confined to one space. Okay. So you enjoy this, this outdoor work and, uh. Uh, what you have, uh, plans to continue your education in, in environmental science or biology or, <laughs> or, um, um, so on that track, um, I actually, I'm currently a Chick-fil-A employee and I plan on, I think st- we all know that now. Yeah. I plan on staying a Chick-fil-A employee for a while. Um, but the end goal, the end goal with it all is to work, um, hopefully get up to their corporate um, offices and work in their food science division, kind of working with farmers and oh. and other food producers to figure out like what what matches best and and the the healthiest things along those lines. So okay, it'll be it'll be um quite the journey to get there, and <laughs> the environmental science degree may not be used all the way, but <laughs> once we get there, it'll be a uh, it'll be a rewarding experience. Well, it's just your senior year, and you look back on it, and you think I really made a good choice. Is that how you? Oh feel? yeah. 100%. There was, there, um, there's honestly no, no school I'd rather be at than Montreat. No, no major I'd rather choose. And honestly, the, the, the companionships that I've just made throughout yeah. the four years have been, I mean, we were talking about it in the car today, actually, is like, there's no way that we're going to go through life without seeing each other again. So that's going to be your lifelong friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Contrary to what it might sound like, everybody actually likes Sam. <laughs> 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 you hear all the fans out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, if if I could interject with sure. a, just a, you, you mentioned Sam that you went on the trip to the desert southwest with us last year. Um, you know that's that's something that like we we herpers herpetologists yeah herpers it's a herper thing like uh, a uh, a a tra- travels to the the southwest to go herping and looking for rattlesnakes and stuff. That's like. That's like one of the things you dream about and then you do it and then you usually never stop doing it for the rest of your life because it's so good. So so how was that for you? What did you, what did you think of that? <laughs> well, uh, to start it off, I strongly believe I have permanent whi- whiplash from uh, all the sudden breakings of seeing snakes and stuff while we're driving. Um, but yeah, that is... it is never done that. <laughs> it is certainly one of the things that I would classify as once in a lifetime. However, it's one of those things that, that you do once and you don't want to stop doing. Um, that trip provided so many core memories for me from lightning storms and, and metal trucks to, uh, <laughs> to, to just, um, just some of the things you see out there. Um, just the, the beauty of the American Southwest is it's, it's such a different place. You don't, you don't really realize you're still in the United States when you're out there, but the, the, the opportunities that come along with environmental science, herping and all of the, all of the above is just, it's something that you want to continue doing for the rest of your life. Well said. Well said. Well, I look forward to seeing you again in a few months when we uh, go to Peru for the oh, of course, yes. Class. So um, that will be quite fun. Yeah, he's um, going to be doing your fish dating stuff. apps won't be working there. I'm no, they won't, right and now. that's all right. That's all right. Hopefully, by then, uh, I won't need them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Optimism is a good trait to have. Well, Indeed. well, his his uh, his project when he's down there is he's going to be doing some fish inventory, so there will be other fish in the sea. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and on that note, wow! Uh, All right, very good. Thank you so much, Sam. <laughs> yes, thank good you. Good to talk to you. you. Good to, to get to know you. And yes, sir. All yep. right. Who is always up next? a pleasure? Yeah, Brent. Yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Brenna. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> who's our next contestant? <laughs> next up, we have Brenna McIntyre. She is one of my soon-to-be graduating seniors, and um, so so Brenna and then Whitney are going to come up, and I can give much the same bio for both of them because they're uh, they're inseparable and and both equally awesome. So um, they have uh, both worked with uh, with me. Uh, they 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 actually went and got some. Uh, got some grant money to be able to work with me all last summer. So we had lots of adventures. They were working with alligators. So maybe they can talk uh, a second about that. But uh, we also did some wetland inventory stuff and uh, locally uh, around Western North Carolina. So uh, the the three of us got to spend a lot of time, um, you know, basically, you know whatever the 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 science version of herping is, but it was it was a lot of <laughs> a lot of herping all last summer and and doing uh you know all sorts of that stuff. So um yeah, well welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Thanks. Uh, I was right practicing in my head over there over and over. <laughs> all right, that was great. Have a good night, Brent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. It'll oh, be in the fire. And then we'll, oh, boy. The last thing we'll hear is the mic burning up. Um, well, it's good to good to meet you and good to get to know you a little bit. Um, why are you here? Uh, well, um, 
it, it's a very long story and an unexpected. I'm unexpectedly here. I didn't mean to choose environmental science. Did you get on the wrong bus or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I'm so glad I did. Like it's okay. it's been an amazing um, experience, and I think I found my passion eventually through um, joining the environmental science program at Montreat College. Um, originally, I was training in dance in ballet, but I had a, a I've injury. seen your moves today when you squared up. <laughs> when I <laughs> squared up. Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. Very <laughs> um, but yeah, I was training as a dancer um, and I got to the professional level and um, uh, but I had a, a bad injury. And oh. so my parents were like, oh, well, go to Montreal College. Your dad went there, you know, um, it's right down the road because I, I lived in the area. And um, that's how I ended up there. And um I kind of chose environmental science on a whim. I, I looked at the list of majors and I was like, oh, that one looks good. I'll just choose that one. And by by luck, it was it was the perfect major for me. Hallbrook is the the head of that major and um he's really inspired me and the classes have have been amazing and I've learned so much and field work is the highlight of going to school at Montreat. Um I get to learn outside and um see critters that I love and yeah. Did you have some background with, with you know, animals growing up or you um, into well, herps or birds of fish or something like that? So. Well, I actually grew up um overseas. I grew up in Hong Kong for my parents' teaching jobs over there. And um I saw some really cool animals over there and that's how I I got inspired to to well, I guess that planted the seed, you know, even though I was studying dance, I also loved going outside and catching cookery snakes and looking at the dead oh, crate yeah. on the road or, you know, okay. all kinds of stuff like that, or listening to the barking deer at night um, and going to the nature center. So that's how that seed was planted. Okay. Um, and so you, you spent a number of years in Hong Kong and your your family's back in the United States now for the most part? Yeah. Um, during COVID, they came back and now our, our whole family is in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Because some of our listeners will be Wondering about that, given the current state of things in yeah, yeah. Hong Kong and so on and so forth. So, yeah. well, that's cool. And and so, looking ahead, you know, coming up, your it's your senior year, and what's what's next for you? Are you going to continue to you look for a job in in environmental science and uh, spend the rest of your life waiting around in ponds or frolic, <laughs> as you call it, frolicking? I, I would be happy with that, actually. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go wherever the job you know, the jobs are or the job is. Um, but um, I'd love to do something in in my field. And I've been applying because this is my last year in college for jobs in my field because I work at a restaurant right now and I'd love to work in the pond. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there was something about alligators that, that Holbrook wants you to talk about. So, yeah. Um, Holbrook um, recommended that we try to... Uh, compete is it compete for a yeah, grant go after yeah. a grant yeah yeah go after some grants to do some research and we were, were rewarded with two grants um one to uh survey wetlands at lake james in um western north carolina and the other to um survey alligators in this unique habitat on the coast of south carolina uh at the northern extent of their range we we um surveyed them and looked at um and then pumped their stomachs and looked at what they what they were eating and studied that. So 
when we talk about pumping the stomach of an alligator, <laughs> there's a lot of things that have to happen before that yes. to get to that point. Yes. <laughs> uh, would care to fill us in on some of that? <laughs> so um, we 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 would go in with either a, a snare or a, just grab them by hand. But we would. Were, would are you in boats or? So we would usually wade through the wetlands. Um, if I may interject, so I don't sound like I'm um, endangering my uh, my my poor uh, students. Oh yeah, here. we were taught about. This oh, we're, we're way past <laughs> way that. We're way past that. Fair, fair. Okay, so uh, so these are little uh, isolated freshwater wetlands on a barrier island. So kind of small habitats, and and uh, they're sort of an alligator nursery. So so there's no escape for the alligators or the students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, no. The alligators are pretty good at escaping. Okay. Uh, as as we as we found out, this is kind of a long term project I had been doing, but uh, um, that they got in on. But uh, we're talking mostly four to five foot range alligators. So so nothing that's going to, um, you know. So Make says it, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fair. I, I I think they were reasonably safe, and and uh, you know, if if anything, the the biggest hazard was the leprosy from armadillos uh, during that field yeah, work. Yeah, we did catch armadillos too, <laughs> but that was just for fun. Okay, that wasn't part of the study. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, more on that later. But <laughs> so you you wade in the water, you're using uh, yeah. snares, and you're catching. Yeah. At any point before, as you start this, embark on this, were you like, what the heck am I doing? I mean, what did it feel like to, to I mean, because it's something you hadn't done before, right? Well, um, I had tried to catch one a couple times, but had never succeeded. Um, Whitney, my classmate, who you'll speak to soon, and best friend, <laughs> has has caught, um, has caught an alligator and Holbrook has caught many an alligator, but I, I never, I never succeeded. But, um, I was, I was nervous, but I, I think I was more hyped up and excited about it. Okay. Yeah. To get your hands on such a cool creature. And you yeah. snared one. Is that how you caught it? Or is it uh, no, how did you no, I never got Did one. you wrestle it? No, we, no, I, I, I tried. Yeah, we. I, I, okay, I you, you flung my net a couple times. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> but you did, you did participate in the other parts, which was the taking the data and yeah, pumping, and the, pumping stomach. the stomach, pumping the stomach and the Heimlich and all that. Heimlich. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. So, right. so just uh, this to, just got interesting. <laughs> just so we keep it on the science. I mean, yeah, technically it's the Heimlich, but it's uh, gastric lavage is the name of the process. <laughs> so gastric lavage. Gastric lavage. So this is by which your my aunt had that. <laughs> well. I don't know what to say to that, Mike. <laughs> but uh, but uh, either uh, may, okay. maybe Whitney can explain what went into gastric lavage. But uh, I tell tell us more about gastric lavage because so, apparently you have to say it that way. Yeah, gastric lavage. Um, what we what we would do is we would um, stimulate the alligator to open its mouth. After catching it, M course. mainly just by being there, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just tapping its yeah. nose, yeah, okay. mocking like it, that. yeah. <laughs> and You're then... such a little alligator. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would stick uh, like a, a pipe in its mouth. PVC. Would... Yeah, like a PVC pipe oh. in its mouth. And... I'm picturing an alligator smoking a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. And it would keep the mouth open. Then okay. we would tape tape around its mouth and around the pipe so that it was secure and everything and that the alligator wouldn't bite anything else. So it's not a huge 
diameter pipe. It's no, no, no. Okay. It just fits right in its mouth. And like then, a tube. Inch and a yeah. half. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. And then we would insert um, a pumping device. Yeah, it's actually a uh, it's a camp shower, an electric camp shower, but it, but essentially it's a it's a it's <laughs> this is this is ecology, not rocket science, but uh, but uh, it is a uh, electric water pump. Okay. We insert the camp shower into the <laughs> pipe and into the alligator's esophagus, and we push it down in there until it's in its stomach. Okay. Then we turn on the camp shower and perform gastric lavage yeah. on the alligator. So by pressing its stomach, we stimulate it to regurgitate. Wow. And then we have a bucket on the ground and the alligator will regurgitate regurgitate its um, meals from earlier in the day. Doesn't it come back up of the lavage tube as well? Or is that, it just comes up around the tube? It just and... comes up around it. Okay. We then go bucket underneath it. Yeah. And I'd okay. like to point out for my 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 institutional animal care uh, permitting and stuff, we do lubricate the tube before we put it down the alligator's throat. Oh, it's, good. it's all very, yeah. Yes. It's all very gentle. Yeah. And we throw. <laughs> this like, is going downhill somewhere. really quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay. So uh, what was that like? I mean, this is obvious to your, your first, I, I hope this is your first uh, experience with this, but was it like, oh, heck yeah, look what it ate. It ate this, it ate, th I mean, was it exciting to, you, to see and uh, the results of this? Oh yeah. I was so excited. I was fangirling the whole time and taking pictures and documenting the whole process and um yeah, I, I was exhausted because it was 2 a.m., but upon seeing an alligator and, you know, holding it and working with it and seeing what comes out of it, um, I, I was instantly awake. Like, I was ready to go. You feel like connected, more connected to or a, a deeper understanding of this animal. Yeah. Not, not just by touching it, but by really, uh, under you know, figuring out what it eats and uh, sticking a tube down at them. <laughs> but it's all, you know, it's it's it's. Yeah increasing your awareness of this organism yeah. as it really is. Mm -hmm. So very cool. So would you like to do that again sometime? Yes, I would love to work with alligators again. That was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And, you know, you did very well. I know you were nervous about talking <laughs> to me, but, uh, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Like it's, it's uh, we're just talking. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And we Thank have you. one thanks, more Brian. person. I'll, I'll take that. Bless you. All right. Well, she's coming to sit down. I can do a little bit of introduction. So uh, this is Win Whitney Kincaid, and she's another senior in, in my program here. And uh, and uh, so she has done a lot of the same stuff as, as Brenna has. I'm trying to think of what else that you've you've done that's different. You guys have shared a lot of the same path. You've been to Peru once already. So uh, the, the the we've got to serially promote Peru on so much pingle. It's in the contract that we signed before we come on here. And yeah. <laughs> now, but, uh, but I had my lawyer friend drop, draw up the papers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, but, but no, you, uh, you came on that trip and, uh, actually, you know, uh, that, that might be a good place to start. Uh, Mike, if you don't mind before you get a question in, um, tell us about your experience getting to Peru with with the traps just to just to get an idea of like what my students deal with for me and and how much i appreciate the fact that they don't all leave me to be cybersecurity majors so peru was my first field study ever 
Let's get that out there. This is your first time out of the country, correct? No, not first time out of the country, but first field study in Mm -hmm. general at school. And I was in charge of the big turtle traps. How big were they across? Bigger than hula hoops. Bigger than hula hoops, (laughs) Four foot, I think. Four foot. Big things. And we got to Lima and the... Lima Airport Security decided that they did not like the traps and they apparently just didn't put them through security soon enough. So we were getting on the tram to go to the airplane and they get it on the intercom and say something in Spanish. Whitney Kincaid and Holbrook is like, okay, go look, see what's up. And they didn't put the traps through, so they weren't putting them on and wanted to hold me back. And Lima Airport by myself. No Spanish speaking. <laughs> Whitney. Yeah. Just there by myself in a foreign country. And thankfully Holbrook was like, okay, let me just stay with her and send the rest of them on. So I got trapped in Lima Airport by myself for a while. And thankfully there was someone there waiting for everyone else. So it wasn't he wasn't just sending people off to a foreign country by themselves either. Did so. they ever give you a reason why they didn't like the traps? They just decided they didn't have time to put them through security, even though we'd been there for four hours already and checked them in four hours prior. Yeah. We we had an early morning flight and and I guess the 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 checkers weren't gonna start it till early morning, then they decided they didn't have enough time. And that's the story I got. Let me just say that my uh uh, I studied Spanish in college, but my Spanish takes a nosedive when I'm, you know, arguing. Yeah, and and you know, nervous about, um, you know, for some reason I'm nervous about international travel because of a couple things have happened uh, here and there. I don't want to talk about it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, you remember just listen back to your episode in Paraguay where uh, I I put the trip together and was conspicuously absent uh, because I got deported. I tried giving him money. (laughs) (laughs) But all I I had were wrinkly 20s and they didn't like them. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, um, this is is kind of interesting that, you know, you... uh, you get kind of singled out and hearing your name on an intercom in an airport in another country has got to feel kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I was like, did they just say my name? Like, it was kind of like a surreal, terrifying moment because normally you're in trouble when you hear your name over the intercom. So I was like, what did I do? Have I done anything that they could be calling me for? No. The answer was no to all of those. So I was like, okay, maybe it's something good. Like they want to bump me up to first class or something. But (laughs) that obviously was not the case. And Holbrook had to go translate for me too in that scenario because... I know one well, sentence. So eventually the two of you and the traps got on the plane. Next eventually. Plane. And, yes. and you know, the trip went swimmingly from there on out. Nothing oh, yeah. went wrong ever again. Oh, no, absolutely not. Because that's. for the, uh, yeah. So this was March of 2020. And before we left, we heard, oh, there's a couple cases of this new thing called COVID in like Washington or Oregon. And we're like, oh, okay, well, that sounds like somebody else's problem. And, uh. We we got a couple minutes of cell phone service in the middle, and it's like, your spring break's getting extended. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Oh, and by the way, the uh, <laughs> president of Peru is shutting down the country. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, so you guys got out on the last day. Yep. Uh, uh, one flight before you. Yeah. So, But you managed <laughs> to get out and 
I think we've told that story yep. in a couple places uh, on the podcast, but uh, uh, at least you guys got back home and maybe you couldn't get all the way to home <laughs> because of other, you know, travel issues, but at least you got back into the country. So that had oh, to yeah. feel good. It was. Yeah. It was so nice to know what people are saying around me again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, being by yourself or, 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 or for, thinking about having to maybe uh, live <laughs> in another country for some time Mm -hmm. and uh, get a job or something. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so there's a lot going through your mind. So Mm -hmm. it's very stressful. But but let me take this back to, uh, and it's good to see you again, Whitney. uh, It's good to see you again too, Because obviously we've we've met each other before. Um, But take it back to how you got into all all of this environmental science or biology or what, what is your, how did you get here? How'd that happen for you? TV. I was watching, like, Northwood's Law with my mom one day before I came to college, and she was like, would you want to do something like that? And I was like, sure. And didn't grow up camping, didn't grow up doing anything like my peers had. My mom didn't like camping, still doesn't like camping. She barely even likes hiking. So didn't have very much experience, like, recreation. oh my gosh, recreationally outside. But I'm a golfer, so I'm outside quite a bit, as it is, and I love being outside. So I knew that I wanted to be outside, but didn't know exactly how to do that. So I went into college wanting to be a game warden and started as a biology major. And then Holbrook was like, you probably should be an environmental science major if you actually want to do this. And I was like, okay, I can do that. He's like, you don't have to take organic chemistry. And I was like, sold. And I... That's that's like the hinge point for many people. It is. It is. Chemistry is so hard. Organic chemistry is... Even harder. Even harder. Yes. So I did that. And then I decided that I don't want to be a game warden anymore. Because I don't want to deal with people as often as I would have to. And I would love to work with animals, do animal research. So doing the field work and the alligator experience has pushed me more to that side. Yeah. Which I found out I loved. So good. Good. And you know, it's so much pressure. You, you're you're coming up, you're senior year of high school and everybody's like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be? You know, mm-hmm. you, I don't know. I wanted to be a fireman or an astronaut. You know, you don't know. Yeah. Something something abstract. You just have no mm-hmm. clue of what because you don't really know what you're good at or what your really yeah. true interests are until you experience the world a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. So yeah. so it sounds like you found a, a place to land and uh, you like being outside. The things we were doing today, the survey work and uh, uh, like uh, I said earlier, the, it's like Christmas where you pull up a trap and there's always something cool in there. So mm-hmm. you enjoy that part. I do. Yeah. And uh, this is your senior year. This is my and, senior uh, year. Uh, we get to spend some more time in Peru uh, this year uh, mm-hmm. before you you graduate. And then what happens to you then? What do you what are you um, looking for in the future? Don't exactly know yet. I do eventually want to get a job in my field, and yeah, just just kind of going with the flow as it is, like. I'm not going to be jobless. It's not going to be a job that I particularly want to do for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to be jobless. Yeah. And I'm going to take it as it goes, basically. Like, I'm going to look for a job look in my Look for field, opportunities. Look yeah. for opportunities, apply places. But 
I know these jobs aren't always the easiest to get into either. So right. it's good to have a backup plan in my brain and that calms yeah. Yeah. fears and stuff going into the adult world as an actual adult. Is, mm, adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. <laughs> yeah. Adulting is very hard. Yeah. But, well, I mean, let me ask you this too. Mm-hmm. Now, I've spent a couple of days with y'all. It's been fun to watch you guys interact. And I'm looking around the fire here at uh, everybody who's uh, here still. It's fun to watch you guys interact. You have great friends here, mm-hmm. uh, people that you enjoy hanging out with. Y'all, the interplay between you all is 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 great to see, and I, I really appreciated you know getting to watch that. So uh, that's got to be a part of it too. It's not just your education, but your uh, uh, opportunities to make lifelong friends mm-hmm. and, and, you know, have experiences with them and share, mm-hmm. share all this with people you, you like and you ha- like to hang out with. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Like, like Brenna said, she's my best friend. So her being here and experiencing all that with her too is awesome. I'm really close to Sam too. Like we became closer just like this year than the other three years that we've been in school together. And I haven't got to spend as much time with John and MJ, but I love them too. I would do. They seem nice. They they, they seem nice. They seem Did they seem like decent people. <laughs> they seem like decent people. Yeah, they're 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 great. Yes. enjoyed. They were in my car today. I got to hang out with them. So oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. We had some good talks. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like uh, too doing doing field work is is much more uh, much more intimate of a of a situation to be put in than than like classes and whatnot. So you get to sort of see what people are like, um, you know, at, at, at like the manic hours and, and just in, in all different situations. Right. I mean, you know, when you're sitting in class and nobody has to go behind a bush to pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't sit around a fire and talk about your class, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, it's, it's a, it's a different world, isn't it? It's a different it is. element. It is. I don't think I've ever said, don't turn around, I'm peeing behind this bush in class before. So, <laughs> But I heard you say it today. <laughs> I've, heard, I've said it at least twice today. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it, that's also part of it too. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it shouldn't, I mean, education should be, you know, I mean, it's important, but it, it should be fun too. Oh, I mean, yeah. There should be some good elements to it that, that mean more to you than just, oh, look, I got a diploma. Yeah, 100%. I would be completely miserable if I wasn't obviously having fun while I'm doing what I like doing. It would be less bearable when there's 30 seed ticks crawling up your leg. and seed ticks today? Yeah, they were, they were very selective of the people that they were harassing. Like, Brenna got the brunt of it for some reason and i had a few i think holbrook had like one sam i don't know how many sam had mj had some mj had some <laughs> did john ha- i don't know if john had any maybe they just liked the girls i didn't I have a know. single one but i'm yeah. kind of old and scrawny <laughs> tough and i, I have <laughs> pants do I help am. mike was the only one wearing pants yeah MJ you're painting had a picture on, here. Okay. she had her mold up um yeah i had long pants on today so yeah <laughs> Because I'm smart, um, <laughs> SMRT. Uh, yeah, it. But in terms of, I mean, you like all kinds of. It, 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 is the herps dominate any of this, or is it all organisms? Or I'm not a huge bug person. Like I'll handle bugs if I have to, but I 
would rather not. Okay. Especially spiders. I won't do anything with spiders. I will go the other way. I will ignore them. I won't walk through a web if I know it's there. <laughs> it literally terrified the spiders. Okay. But turtles, on the other hand, I love turtles, especially spotted turtles. They're awesome. They're dorky. Um, well, we had I, a lot of mud turtles today. We had a I lot heard, of mud turtles I heard some today. squeeze. Yes. <laughs> there, we were, had, there were some. We had a lot of mud turtles today. And... Well, and you're 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 one of those students too that like when we go do field work like this, if we don't have something planned at night and the weather's warm, you're like, can can we go herping? Can we yes. go road cruising? Can we you know yeah. go go find some stuff and get yelled at by people and uh, like what happened last night? Yes. Make sure you uh, <laughs> turn your high beams off when you stop. Uh, oh yeah, for for In snakes the people of a deserted road. because <laughs> yeah. infants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting cool. experience. Yeah. Yeah. You always pull your car over and turn your high beams off. And close your doors. I'd like to publicly apologize for that event. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lady. <laughs> um, Very infant. Well, it's, it's good to talk to you about this and get to know you a little better. Um, and I look forward to spending some time in Peru. Do you have a project yet down there? I am one of the adults this time, so <laughs> I get to... Oh watch their projects and make sure they're succeeding in their projects, but I don't have one myself. Yeah, Whitney had so much fun last time she came, she just decided to come again, and uh, and so she's she gets to help help me and you with uh, logistics, maybe, and uh, and making sure people don't step on uh, a fair de lance or a shishupe or whatever. Make sure their passports are in their hands and on their check bags and yeah, yeah, that's important too. <laughs> it is yeah. important. Yeah, we're it's hoping important. this trip will run a lot more smoothly. And, mm-hmm. and folks, it's always important to to pick a good place for your passport and always put it there. Oh yes, right. Oh yes, don't lose <laughs> yeah. your passport. Yeah, keep your passport in that one place. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I, I didn't realize that. So that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> last year you had projects you were yes. involved with doing various. Pro- I, I get to help out with some of the projects, and mm-hmm. since I'm. Um, there with you guys walking the trails at night and, and during the day. So. Yeah. Mine it, wasn't very successful because it was Cayman work. And we found yeah. one Cayman that was like three inches long. We, and Yeah. We, we caught one Cayman. We found several, but we, we caught one and it was not lavageable. No, he was um, not big enough. But that's okay. I was going to make them. We have a research day at Montreal every spring. I was going to make them all present at that. But that was COVID year, so... Yeah, Whitney didn't get her data, but uh, there was also no presentation to be had, so it all worked out in the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exceptions have to be made for pandemics. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of fun to, to to participate in some of the projects, like the the scorpion mm-hmm. surveys. Was that was fun? Seeing yeah, which that ones, was uh, really cool. Biofluoresce and mm-hmm. uh, their behavior and size and all of that kind of thing. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. I didn't know scorpions glowed until we got there. So that was cool. Some of them are quite. Quite um, glowy. Glowy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the proper term. Yeah. <laughs> glowy. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks again for talking to us. Of and course, thank uh, you. I want to thank all of you. Where's Sam? Oh, there he is. He moved on me. Okay. I want to thank all of you for talking to me. And uh, and Josh, it's uh, always good to talk to you. And, Absolutely. Uh, I had so much fun with you guys. And uh Oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds squatchy to me. So, yeah, something for <laughs> something for the uh, creepy herping experience podcast coming up. <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, yeah, thanks again, folks. I appreciate it, and um, I uh, uh, I really appreciated the we found the big cottonmouth today, and and you all did your what I would only call the cottonmouth corral. <laughs> 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 and I have a sneaky suspicion that's going to be in an intro or an outro someday. Yeah. I think it'll be for this, for this show. Yeah. Be yeah. The intro. I think that's great. As it great. should. As yeah. it should. It was, it was quite lovely. And, uh, I think everybody who finds Cottonmouth should to do that just to, because they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Life should have sound effects. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again, everyone. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. That was terrifying. S'mores. Do we have chocolate? Huh? No. I can run and get chocolate if you guys want chocolate. Oh, my God. Do you want me to go get chocolate? Yes. Okay, no. Hey there. It's me again. I want to thank Josh Holbrook and his crew, John Strange, MJ Blanton, Sam Jones, Brenda McIntyre, and Whitney Kincaid. It was a real pleasure to talk with you all, and I had a blast working in the field with everyone. Also, congratulations to Whitney on her recent marriage as well. You know, I saw some cool herps on this trip, and as part of the survey work, I personally handled 19 eastern mud turtles, you know, taking data and uh, releasing them from the traps. Uh, and you know what? I was just as excited by turtle number 19 as I was for numero uno. I even liked the one that chopped my thumb really good. Um, if I ever get bored by the common herbs, I'm just going to hang it up and start collecting stamps. Thanks for listening, folks. That's it for episode 80. Thanks again to Josh, John, MJ, Sam, Brenna, and Whitney. And I look forward to sloshing around in some wet place with y'all again sometime. I also want to thank everyone who patiently waited for new episodes while I was away in foreign lands having fun earlier this year. And thanks again to Ian Kanda for supporting the show. And I want to say thanks to all of the So Much Pinkle patrons who keep the show rolling on into the future. And if you would like to kick in a few bucks to help support the show, it's easy to do. And it costs about as much as a cup of delicious coffee. Just go to patreon.com slash so much pingle and so much pingle is all one word. And you can also make one-time contributions via PayPal or Venmo. Just drop me an email to so much pingle at gmail.com for more details. And don't forget that you can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at so much And you can join the so much pingle Facebook group to follow the show and interact with me and some of my guests. Now I say it every time, but I do like hearing from folks I like your thoughts, opinions, guest suggestions, whatever you got. You can email me at so much pingle at gmail.com and so much pingle, as always, is one word. Also, please note that I am on Instagram and Mastodon now under the so much pingle handle. And until we meet again, please take good care of yourselves and don't forget to hurt better. <laughs>